This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Jody Collado, welcome to Mom Curious. And like, hi. We knew each other, I think it was 10 years ago. I've been following along as you got married and had baby number one and baby number two. You made a pivot in your career from being a full-time actor to a content creator and a fitness instructor. And I just have been watching with such glee, you know, such love and appreciation for all that you do and all that you are. And I'm so happy to reunite with you here. I know when I received your message, I was like, my heart fluttered so hard. I had all these butterflies in my stomach, not of nerves, of excitement. Because I was like, oh my God, Daniela. Hi, it's been incredibly way too long. It's been way too long. How you been? I've been pretty good, I'm going to say, you know, in general, looking at your life, like if I kind of like zoom out and look at everything, I'm like, oh, wow, it's actually spectacular. But obviously when you're in it as a mom with, you know, two kids, toddlers still, things, you know, the day to day can kind of take away from the fact that when you zoom out, things work themselves out to be pretty amazing. Yeah. So I'm going to go with pretty good. I'm so glad. I am so glad. Are you home with your kids now? How old are they? I am. So my little, little one just turned nine months, just a couple days ago on the 19th. Thank you. And then my older one is about to be two and a half in September. Mm. So two and a half in nine months. Very, very busy. So busy. (laughs) Actually, you know, I I ask this question a lot. It's usually my first question. But since I haven't seen you, I just wanted to say hi first. We have your bio like in our, our, um, you know, the the show notes. So of course, everyone knows who you are in that way. But I just want to know from your own lips, you know, from your own heart, who is Jody Collado? today today if you could introduce wow yeah that's like are we gonna go deep because that really hit me on some like deep oh my god that's like the number one question for any and all mothers or anyone who's going through any kind of transition right who are you Mm -hmm. um and i kind of battled that a lot when i became a mom on a superficial level um i am loving being a fitness instructor Mm -hmm. i mainly focus on teaching high energy dance and cycling workouts, because that is what I am passionate about. I am a certified fitness instructor, so I can teach lots of different modalities, but I choose to focus on those. Um, And my main, uh, not point, or my main kind of objective in my classes specifically is to allow people the opportunity to do something and move joyfully. My classes have never, I don't ever want them to be the focus to be an aesthetics thing or calorie burning thing, though you will burn plenty of calories. Don't worry. That is the point. Like it's kind of built into the workout that you're going to sweat for you to gain something more than just that. Mm. Um, And so my hope always is that people can kind of get out of their head, get more into their heart and help Mm. them reconnect with themselves, with their bodies, with their culture and community, hopefully 
through my music and the way I do kind of like my classes. So by culture and community, are, are we talking about like the the Latin beats? Are we talking about, yeah, about yeah. So I do, I like that. to do, yeah. So I like to do, obviously mm-hmm. I'm a very mm-hmm. proud first generation Dominican American, um, Afro Latina. And so a lot of what I do is me infusing my culture, my community into what I do, Mm -hmm. but it's also creating a space for all communities to come into and be accepted. Um, That is what I want. So it's, it's a little bit of me and a little bit of you, a bit of an exchange that I want happening in the spaces that I create in my classes. How do you, how do you facilitate that? I think, I think it starts, it starts with me. Yeah. It starts with me um, and sharing of yourself. Yes. Being honest, owning my truths, whether Mm. they're ugly or beautiful, Mm. Um, being authentic Mm. in that Um, and hopefully creating a space where people feel seen and heard. Wow. I love that. I feel like fitness has come such a long way from. Yeah. I mean, fitness has always been important and fun. I mean, I, I think of like, who is that Simmons guy? Richard Simmons? Yeah. That, that was a spiritual experience also. But this seems to be a little bit more like informed movement. This is, And I think it became an evolution specifically. I know specifically for me, because mm-hmm. I know back in the day, fitness was definitely leaning more towards an aesthetic thing, especially being, you know, an actor mm-hmm. having to, you know, look a certain part, uh, for different roles or to achieve the roles you would like to in the future. It was very much an aesthetic thing for me for a long time. And um, I was most recently featured in Women's Health Magazine. And in that interview, I spoke about how when I became a fitness instructor, that my body was my physical business card, that I needed to look the part. And then when I became a mother, the way my outlook on life changed, that really made me question a lot of things um, and kind of got me to this place, which I feel because we are talking more about it, um, the industry itself is shifting little by little because what are we people about? are from being solely aesthetics, calorie mm. burning, weight okay. loss, which I want to come out and say from the beginning, there is nothing wrong with wanting to, you know, lose weight or have an aesthetic goal. But the focus and the judgment and the guilt of not being a certain way or wanting to look a certain way is kind of shifting to allowing people to take their time with it, allowing people to find other reasons to be healthy. Um, And I think it's because people are talking more about it. Yeah. 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 I love the way you talk about it. Um, And you also share your own body, like the, like the image of your body on your social media um, and I did notice that like, it doesn't affect your impact in the, um, in the studio. It doesn't affect, in fact, I think you're right. Like it, it does bring people in to want to work with you just based on you being like, this is, this is my, this is my postpartum belly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go move my body regardless yeah. of the way I look. Isn't that crazy that we would even consider not? Isn't that crazy? That it is so wild. Long, like we had to, we thought that we had to look a certain way in order to walk through the doors of a gym. What? Wild. Like wild. Plus, 
one plus one does not equal two. You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't even make sense. The idea of not allowing ourselves into a, a movement space, a spin class, a Pilates class, a gym, because of the way we looked, I can't be the only one to have experienced that. In fact, I know I'm not. Yeah. I mean, that's n- not so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's... People do feel out of judgment, and it's weird because these spaces <laughs> are created for all bodies, but for some reason, we have this expectation that we, if we don't look like a specific body, we don't belong. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. And a lot of people have felt that way for a long time. I think a lot of people still do feel that way. And it's, I'm hoping that I can do my part on creating a space where people don't have to feel that judgment or guilt. Did you feel that judgment getting back? I did. I did. I mean, that's why for months when I had my first baby, I hid even from my own family and friends. I mean, I barely mm-hmm. took photos of myself when I first had my baby. You, I've, I got to go back and check, but definitely it took me months before I decided to really show up my full body in a photo with my child because mm-hmm. I was so, one, I just had this impression that like, well, I'm a fitness instructor. I'm an athlete. Um, my body, of course, is just going to expand a specific way and look a specific way. And then when, you know, I birth the baby, it's going to just go back to its old self. Like, of course, because I'm an athlete. I'm a fitness instructor. That's what's supposed to happen, um, which didn't. That's not what happened. I was in a completely new body that I had never known, never seen my entire life. And I was nervous. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I was like, oh, here I am supposed to show up, help people do and or what I thought would do and look the part. And I don't look the part. Mm. How am I, how is someone going to believe that I can actually lead them? Mm a place where they want to get to if I myself don't look that way. How did you come out of that? Well, luckily I went back to teaching because Mm. I was like, I miss it. This is something Mm. that I love Mm. and I have to stop caring about that Mm. because I I not only wanted to do it for them, I wanted to do it for me. I needed Mm -hmm. it. Um, And I quickly realized that people just wanted me to be present in their journeys, no matter what I look like. Tell me more about that. That's all they wanted. They just missed the space that we had created. They missed that from me. Not that I They missed you. Six pack abs, exactly. And I, you know, moved a certain way. That's what they missed. They missed me leading them through whatever they needed in their journeys. Wow. And um that liberated me. That really did. Uh, it took me a while to get back to, I wouldn't say my older version, but a newer version of what maybe my previous self could have looked like. Um, but it was so liberating to just be there for other people and a little bit for myself, because that is what I love to do. I love, I love yeah. to help people through their transitions and 
transformative experiences. Wow. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And then you got pregnant again. And then and... I did that thing again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that thing was, a, it's a big thing. It's a really big thing. And they're like 18 months apart, no? Yeah, they're about 18. Yes. Wow. Um, and the second time around was so amazing. I think also I was a COVID mom. Yeah. Um, and I think that had a lot to do with it. But this second time around, I was able to continue movement through my pregnancy. Wow. Which you and weren't able to do the first time around? It wasn't. I was, I had a COVID baby and, you know, there were so many insert uncertainties <clears throat> with the pandemic. I just refused to put myself in a space um, and risk anything with a newborn, with myself, with my family, with anyone who I decided to bring into the bubble that we all kind of had to create during that time. Sure. Um, the second time around, I got to continue movement through my pregnancy and I got to experience that with everybody. And the second postpartum, I was not afraid to show up fully as myself, as my new self, as this mom who likes to move in whatever body mm. she's um, and move freely. And mm. I had no guilt and I had no shame around it. Wow. Um, and people love that. And people what, Tell me more. What do they love? And they loved that I showed up in that way because it allowed them to show up in that way themselves as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. As they are. Like everybody yeah. deserves movement. Endorphins, yeah. dopamine, music, community. Yeah. Every single body, no matter its ability, its size, mm -hmm. color, shape, gender. Yeah. Everybody. Everyone deserves that, the joy of being in their body, celebrating mm -hmm. their life in yeah. their skin. And I don't want to come out and say that it's always easy. Like, I'll be the first one to say it is not easy. It's not easy for me as someone who sh is showing up in this way, like even talking about it. Like, I don't I don't want to pretend like I know it all and have it all down. I definitely have days where, you know, I wake up and I'm like, man, this body, I just don't feel comfortable right now. But I'm going to give myself a little bit of grace and just live with that feeling for a bit and remind myself of the wonderful things that my body did do. Does do. And, and does, continues to do. That's right. I know. Continues to do and come out of it whenever I'm ready. Yeah. It's not, I'm, it's, it's not always an easy thing, but I am embracing just having a body. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. Not having a body means we're not here anymore. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, it really so. is kind of a crazy, it's like a catch-22, right? Like, <laughs> it's like when people say, like, I hate getting older. Yeah. Well, what's the alternative? I know. It's like, we got to enjoy getting older or else, what are we asking for? Yeah, we don't, we don't quite have a choice there, but. Yeah, I mean, we don't, have a we don't have a choice or we die. That's that. that's it. That's the yeah. only thing. I mean, either we enjoy this body that we get to live in. That we get to live in, yes. We get to live here. You know who else got to live here? Your two babies. That's right. <laughs> um, you actually were, you mentioned something 
earlier where you were like, are we going to go deep or are we going to stay surface around who, who is Jody Collado today? And I, was that the deep or the surface answer? The I think you said was, the, the first one's the surface. I thought, I guess. Okay, we got so what's the deep one, babe? I mean, we started going down and it's so Listen, easy. I feel very comfortable. We're just, we're just diving in. We're, we're just, just catching up. Water. We're just getting starting. Coming up for a little bit of water, a little bit of air and diving back in. Yeah. No, well, what, what would have been the deep, what would have been the deep answer if I, if, if you had gone there? Well, I feel like when I had my first baby, all that was questioned, right? Who, who am I anymore? I, um, I had this perception of who I would be as a mom. And when I became that mother, when my daughter was birthed, um, I, I had difficulties doing even what I thought were the basic necessities of like? the child, you know, feeding the child. Yeah. Um, breastfeeding was a little bit of a difficult journey for me. me um, doing just like, I just was all over the place. And so I was like, if who am I if I can't be if I can't do this mom thing right? Well, then who is who is Jody? Who am I? Like I just started questioning everything. It just made me I don't know. I just was really trying to figure out who I was and and who I could be and who I am now. Um, what do you mean by I, doing this mom thing right? Yeah, I I had this perception that I like I always thought it was going to be like. Motherhood was going to come easy to me. I was I was always given the role of like even amongst my friends, I was very the more motherly one, maternal over my friends. Or yeah. so I was like, you know, when I become a mother, this is going to be like second nature. This is going to be like easy peasy. Um, and That's so not and it, that, and it, and it wasn't, and it wasn't. And thank God for I had an awesome partner because not everyone has that. Um, yeah, but it was so hard in the beginning. Um, yeah. And I had to rely on my community for help, which I think a lot of people are nervous about doing, asking for help. That is something I had to learn throughout my life is asking for help because I felt um, I kind of had to just figure things out on my own for so long. Um, I, I, so your your parents are from the Dominican Republic? Yes, my my family's from the Dominican Republic. I was raised from a very very young age by a single mother, my mom here in the United States. So, um, yeah, and I've watched her, you know, work multiple jobs to make ends meet. And you know what's the funny thing? I always told her, and uh, I was like, you know, I never growing up felt lack of love or la lack of anything, despite that, like you literally were working like four jobs at a time, three to four yeah. jobs at a time yeah. to make this meet. I never felt that I lacked anything at all. Never thought I was like poor, never nothing. Um, Maybe you weren't poor. Were you not poor? She was working yeah. four jobs. I mean, I-, I Or were I you and you say, just didn't know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we definitely, you know, my mom had used government resources and stuff like that and, you know, grew up and all that kind of stuff. And, but I never felt- lack of anything. What do you attribute that to? It's interesting. I, my mom, definitely my mom. It's, it's definitely, you know, all her hard work and everything she did, but 
she always, and that's one thing I do want, has always stayed with me. She made sure that any opportunities that she could find her hands on, Mm. that we at least had a shot at getting. Mm. So if it was, if I said like, I want to play guitar, she always found a resource Mm. to ignite that desire for something. Mm. If I said I wanted to do stuff, I literally, I don't know how many activities I tried before I landed on whatever I wanted, but she always found resources for us. I mean, you were a professional dancer, right? I did. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that takes so for a long time. And sorry, I didn't hear what you just said. What'd you say? I said that I, I toured with like artists around the world and, you know, did some music videos and that kind of stuff. But, um, and you were an actor and I was an actor. And I mean, that takes like a lot of training and lot. resources and someone driving you there and picking you up or dropping you off and picking you up. Like that takes, a. I mean, now that we're parents, yeah. Can you imagine having all, all that practice, like to yeah. to literally drop your ki- kid off at all those practices to get to as good as you are in these yeah. fields? And I didn't have that. My mom couldn't. She was working, you know, but luckily I had my aunt who lived literally across the street, my aunt and my cousins. So we kind of all, you know, it, my mom also leaned on her community. That's we right. had amazing neighbors who I consider my, some of my best friends were the daughters of my neighbors, my cousins lived across the street. And so it was very much community-based kind of raising of the kids. I think Um, that has a lot to do with that feeling of love and support. I mean, I could be wrong and you tell me because you lived it, but, and and I also lived in a a tight-knit community where like friends were like family and family always pitched in and you know, I th- I'm also first generation American. And I think like, it's, you know, I, I, I sit here and I often um, am in conversation with people who are like, please, guys, ask for help, ask for help, ask for help. And, you know, <laughs> I, I'm remembering that like, there are communities within the United States where like, asking for help isn't really the thing. It's like the community's raising the children anyway. Yeah. And actually that feeling feels really good for a child. It does. Like that it's not all on mom. Like other people love me too. Yeah. And I'm glad we're talking about this because you know what? All this is coming to me in this moment. Tell me. some things that like I never even, I never thought about this aspect that the fact that, you know what? My mom kind of really relied a bit on her community to, to help with raising us. Obviously a she lot. did most of it on her own, but we had a community as well. Oh yeah. And you know what? That's also telling me, helping me be more, you know, not, I guess human and saying, you know, it's okay for me to rely on my community as well, that I don't have to do it all by myself. But what one thing I do want to say is that like, as little resources as my mom had, I have a little bit more now. And so I want to do more. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. like I didn't get the rides to the practices and stuff. I, you know, commuted with my cousins and my aunts and sure. my neighbors and stuff like that. But now I get the opportunity to gift my my daughters a little more. Mm-hmm. You know, one, I told my mom one thing that always stuck with me. I was like, mom, 
I remember distinctly in school, you know, she would always, she was always asking questions. How school? How do you feel? How's it going? And I distinctly one day, she asked me about high school and how it was going. And I said, you know what? It feels a little easy. I feel like I've done this before. And because you're so smart. I was like, I kind of was. I'm not going to lie. I was was in class with you. I was in class. I was in like, we we did this one year actor business training together, me and you. And like you were front row taking notes, implementing like you're a smart kid. That's 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 who I was. And I still I still have those um, aspects of myself that I still do. But like I, I don't know the timeline of when this happened, but all I remember is. My mom went to the school. I don't know what conversation was had, but maybe a couple weeks later, my entire schedule was changed and my class to meet the level where I was and to help me grow mm. um, in my education. And, and I asked her recently when I had a child, I was like, mom, how, how did you do that? Like, mm-hmm. she's like, I was able to do that because I made sure to stay involved. And I was like, mommy, wait, what? But I, you had three jobs and you had time to get involved in my school. Just how is that possible? Mm. She's like, yeah, so that I have the opportunity to give you the best of what you can get. Mm. And she always applied that in everything she did. And that's why I feel like I felt like I never lacked anything. Because you really never lacked anything. Because I really did. I really did. She's like, oh, wait, if I can't get it, I'm going to find someone who's going to give this to you. Yeah. You know? And so that's always stayed with me. And I say that to a lot of parents recently is because my daughters go like to preschool. Can you believe that like around here, kids go to preschool like 15 months? It's wild. I don't mind it. I think. Yeah, it's amazing. But I was like in shock when I, when it first happened. And so I say that a lot to the parents. It's like, you know what? That stuck with me. And now that I can do more, I want to do more. I'm able yeah. to do more. So I will do more. As long right. as it's not, as long as it's not a pressure. Right. You know, I mean, I think every in every generation we try to get better and better. Mm-hmm. And I think we have gotten so much better. Like there are so many women that I talk to who would consider themselves cycle breakers, you know, when they they didn't have everything they need and they are providing the best um, to their ability to their of their ability to their children. But I know we have all this information about doing it right, as you said, or being the, mm-hmm. you know, the best or whatever it is. And it is like such a huge leap forward in our understanding of how to raise children and all of that. As long as we're not pressuring ourselves yeah. and other women in the process. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Oh my God, the other women part too. What do you mean? Tell me. Well, you're a mentor, so that's I that's love that. I particular. love that. As long as we don't pressure ourselves and then put that pressure on other women as well. It's so tough. Aren't we like the hardest on each other? We're the hardest on each other. Yeah, I think so. I think we're the hardest on ourselves and we are part of an organism. Uh, like a network of women who are our peers and women who are our ancestors and women who are our descendants. We're part of something. And if we're so hard on ourselves, like even when we talk about the way we look is and, and the way we move, you know, mm-hmm. it's like if we're so hard on ourselves, what are we telling our neighbor? Yeah. 
So yeah. I think it's like, great, sure, go to the spin class or do the best for your child or, you know, be, be better than the generation before. But as long as we don't pressure ourselves, yeah. as long as it's done with inspiration and gratitude and, and not shame. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with us having it better than our parents before. Yeah. That is evolution. Right. That's why they came to this country. <laughs> that was the plan. That was, that was the plan. Exactly. It's all going to plan. <laughs> and our children will have, <laughs> and our children will have better still. Yeah. Not that they aren't inheriting, you know, a world with its own stuff. Yeah. You know, that's the reality. But yeah, I think that's like a very, um, you know, being a first generation American Mm -hmm. It's such a particular experience. Yeah. Because they had to work, so, our parents had to work so hard. Can you imagine coming here with nothing? Oh my God. And then, and then having your child be an actor. I mean, it's really that the level of progress and privilege yeah. that was acquired within one generation. Right. In our, in, in our lifetime was immense. That's wild. That's wild now that I, wow, that's pretty freaking cool. From four jobs to like doing what I love and oh, it's wild. That is crazy. Wow. It's really I never amazing. had a moment to think about that. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad we're talking. Yeah. I'm so glad we're talking. So what are your hopes for your, for your girls? you raise them as women right like yeah. here you are like a mentor to women i'm sure i'm sure you have like male clients also in your, yeah, in your classes but mostly yeah. mostly, mostly women mostly is that women. Right? definitely the men are spruced up in there um but i hope to see a world for my daughters and all women where they can just like we chatted move freely what are mm. Say it again, no. say it again, say it again. Know, right? Go say it again one more time. Just a world where women can just move freely. No, no shame, no guilt, um, rights. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just everything. I mean, it's like, like you mentioned, it's there. They are adopting the world that they have kind of like inherited and stuff and you know we all want to see better but um women should have the ability to move freely in life mm. do as they choose how they choose when they choose and i want that for my girls amen i'm wondering i know you don't do like um you're not like certified in like pre and postnatal but i wonder if you have any like practical tips like fitness mindset you know within that realm of your expertise um takeaways for whoever is listening who's either pregnant or postpartum and i want to say that postpartum can last years, years. we are all postpartum mm -hmm. i mean we are all post-birth if you've given birth so yes. do you have any actionable 
takeaway um, tips for people in I in do. that moment? Yeah, I have two things that come to mind in this moment. Um, one, don't ignore what the daily activities you do, how that can contribute to actual your actual health and movement. Um, what do you mean by that? So there's this concept called NEAT where all the daily activities activities you do actually add up to the amount of calories that you expend in a day. Um, and simple movements, going up and down the stairs, um, little things like that, walking to get your mail or, you know, any of those kinds of things, walking to the train station in New York City, like all those things add up to actual daily movement. So mm -hmm. don't ignore those little things um, and how they count to your actual health in a day. But then I also, my big, big thing that I always tell everybody is to lead from a place of love. And what I mean by that is when it comes to movement, I feel like a lot of people have in their head like, oh, I'm supposed to be lifting weights. I'm supposed to be doing, you know, specific targeted movements for different muscle groups. I'm supposed to be doing all these things and I'm supposed to be working out seven days a week or five days a week or whatever it is. And I encourage people to just start movement from a place of love and doing something they actually like to do. Mm. Because if you start there, that will start changing your mindset and your... um what do I want to say? If say, for example, dance is what you love to do as a movement mm -hmm. thing. Once you start consistently doing that, that is then going to start shifting. You're like, you know what? This actually feels good. What else can I add to this to continue to make myself feel good? And then eventually all those sh I should be doings become I get to be doings. Wow. If you start from a place that you love. Hmm. Um because when people get determined like to get, you know, on a diet or to start a movement practice, they're just like, I'm going to commit to five days a week and I'm going to do it for an hour a day. And they, a lot of people achieve that two weeks, three weeks. And then they get to a place where it's just like, this is just not sustainable for me. Um, and then instead of, you know, decreasing or whatever, it just becomes zero activity. And so if we incrementally increase that by starting from something you love to do it increases your chances of you being able to do that more consistently and for longer periods of time. Yeah. Um, not specifically like 30 minutes or an hour, although that's also the case, but specifically as in like from one week of movement to hopefully a lifetime practice of movement. I love that yeah. so much. I'm really taking that in. Yeah. The other thing that came to mind, even though I asked you the question, but the other thing for me that came to mind that's helpful is wearing clothes that fit. Yeah. Like, if I don't fit in something, like, I don't have to keep it in my closet. I don't have to. I and that is that is hard for some people to get to, to that place, you know, because they have an idea of who they were in that in those clothes prior to wherever they are, actually. Right. Um, and they want to hold on to that as, as some place to get to. Um but it'd be nice if we could start just honoring where we are. And I'm wondering, like, since you had that experience with your, even your family, like not even mm -hmm. wanting, wanting to be seen by your family, how do you, how would you um, sort of help someone 
negotiate that experience. Like, I don't even want, like, I want to go to the gym, but I don't want Jadi to see me this way. Or I want to get on stage, but I don't want to see the pictures of me 20 pounds heavier. Or I want to go to that baby class, but like, you know, I haven't lost the baby weight. There, There are real thoughts like that that keep yeah. us isolated. And I'm wondering yeah. if how you navigated those thoughts and h- how you would help someone in that situation. Well, take it a day at a time. You know, um, it's okay to sit with the emotions and let them be um, for a moment before you're ready to come back out of it. So definitely take it a day at a time. Um, I'd also encourage you to not be ashamed of using the resources in your home. It's that that neat concept I mentioned. Don't neglect how much activity you could be doing just from the safety of your home. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a virtual workout, though it can be. Oh, uh, yeah. it can It can be turning on your favorite music and dancing and singing your face off while you're cooking. Love it. You know? Yeah. It can be those simple things as well. So yeah. don't ne- neglect those little things. They add up. They really do. And like walks with your baby. Yeah. But I will say, you know, when I first had my baby, I wanted the walks to be for me. Mm. You know, like I, um, I was always with my baby. I almost felt, yeah, I almost felt, I wouldn't want to say suffocated, but like I didn't have a time for me, you know? And so if I had the opportunity to go on a walk, it's funny, my husband would be always be like, "Oh, I'll, you know, if he had to be at work, um, because he could only be at home for, with me for two weeks, he'd say, well, why don't you go on a walk with the baby? I'm like, that sounds lovely and everything, but I don't want to have to do it with the baby. I wanted to have to do it just for me. Mm. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there, that it's okay to have that feeling. If you do have an opportunity to do that and like to do that, please do so. Like, don't ignore those little things that you can well, do. Well, we just, we just talked about the evolution, right? Like, a generation ago, two generations ago, certainly longer, it wouldn't have been such a big deal to hand mm-hmm. our baby off to a sister, an aunt, someone, so that we had a second to ourselves. Like we, yeah. we were, we were, we evolved in community. So, you know, I, I just think it's an important thing to recognize that, like, that thought is evolutionarily sound. It makes sense. In fact, you do need space from your baby. And in a different setting, you would have had it. There are amazing things about the evolution of our lineage, as we discussed, right? Like incredible, miraculous moments. And there are things that fell by the wayside, including community. Yeah. So it's totally normal to say, like, I want to be alone. And I do feel suffocated by always being with my baby I do need to hand her off every now and then to someone yeah. safe and to someone loving and to someone kind and to someone you know but someone yeah that's cool that's yeah. totally within evolution that's <laughs> Jody just told us all she never once felt like she didn't have enough love resources support in fact it was the opposite yeah it's true yeah. Um, I can't believe it, but we are rounding out our time together. Isn't that crazy? <gasps> That's wild. But I, I'm wondering 
if there's anything we haven't touched around this area um, or if there's anything on your heart that you wanted to to share we could take a we could take a moment and think on it yeah let's see i mean i've, I've we've shared a lot i love how our conversation has kind of gone <laughs> um i just i i big thing i'm hoping people find a space where they can freely be themselves and of course like we came to the conclusion i'd love to see a world where all women all people can move freely. Amen. Yeah. Physically and just through life. Yeah. yeah. There's physical movement and fitness and health and all that. And then in life as well. What a beautiful blessing. Yeah. May you move with freedom. Yeah. Where can we find you, Jaddy? I would love for you guys to find me on Instagram. It would just be my name at Jaddy Collado. Um, and we can be friends there. I love that. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for reaching out. This was just so lovely. I loved all the fun kind of like things I never thought about <laughs> this conversation with you. And I'm hoping that people maybe feel a little seen and heard a bit after this. And yeah, I'm around. Hit me up. Totally. Yes. And if you're in Philly, take Jody's class, right? Yes, please do come out. I teach for a lifetime. So if you're not a member at that specific gym, just hit a girl up. I'll guest you in. Awesome. Uh, you can have Thank a you so much. All bodies welcome. Okay, all friends? That's all right. bodies welcome. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you guys <laughs> in a week with another episode of the Mom Curious Podcast. Jody, I hope I see you one of these days. I love seeing you online. I do. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a little message if I'm in New York City. It's very rare, but I'll send you a little message. Cool. I'm always here. <laughs> <laughs>